Hi, this is Joey Shinobi Chu of the Game Mavens, and if you are not having your ears explode in your face right now, which is a weird expression, but still, if at least your ears are not hurting from this recording, that means that I've learned how to use an iPod Nano, because Tuesday, which is to say yesterday, because right now it's Wednesday evening, hopefully uh, the same time you'll be getting this episode, uh, I went to the PlayStation blog meetup in New York where... They had uh, they let people play the PlayStation Move event, uh, PlayStation Move controller. How about that? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Got some interviews, uh, three interviews in a row. From first off was Dr. Richard Marks. Next was Anton Mikhailov. They were both like the guys who made the PlayStation Move stuff with the eye and everything. And uh, third was Jeff Rubenstein, social media manager of PlayStation, and the guy who posts a lot in PlayStation Blog. Um, probably the first and last time I'll ever have a like an encounter with uh, development types, so, you know, thanks for listening. Here we go. Yeah, this is the first time I ever used this damn thing for a uh, voice memo. There's a speaker in there, but, uh, uh, yeah, this is a, uh, hmm? No worries, I just... Uh, yeah. All right, this is uh, Joey Shinoguchu for uh, the game Mavens. Uh, I'm in the PlayStation blog meetup in New York, you know, two day, a few days from PAX East. It's not a good show out there. I got joined with two other PlayStation enthusiasts and uh, Richard Marks. Uh, the the uh, I don't know. How do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, I worked on the iToy and I now work on PlayStation Move. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, you uh, you can just say your name like your PSN ID in the middle, you know. Okay. Uh, my name is Jan and my PSN ID is PeaceMain. <laughs> my name's Raj and I'm uh, the Googly Smooth. Do you want my PSN ID? Oh yes, please. It's gonna hurt. Very bad. Maybe oh, okay, never mind. Okay. Yeah. My PSN ID is Player One. Oh. How do you, is the one a number or? It's a it's a number. Alright. Oh. Well, you know, my show's not very well known, so no worries. But you'll get one from me. Okay. Should know be one to six. Player One, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You must have been like when they were probably like in the PS3 dev. They were like, all right, we're getting on PSN names. You were like Player One. You know what? Everyone's like, why'd you pick that? I'm like. I am player one. <laughs> Alright, uh, I'm hard pressed to think up enough questions on the fly for you. And you know, there's a lot of background noise. So I'll have like all three of us, like, we'll like, you know, take turns asking you a question. Alright, uh, so, you know, just obligatory, like, how do you get, like, started in, uh, in, in electronic entertainment and uh, how'd you end up working at uh, Sony? I, actually, I my parents owned a video game retail store back in the 80s. So I worked in their retail store. I got to play all the cool like things before the whole video game market dropped out. So we had Atari 5200 and ColecoVision and Vectrex and all that stuff. So I was like the demo guy for that stuff. And then, then the business went bad and we had to sell the business and I went out to college. And I thought, I always dreamed like I'd someday work at Infocom, like on text adventure games. I think things kind of progressed past that. Got into college, did a real... Uh, real thing for a while and then I saw the PlayStation 2 unveiled and I thought I really think that has a bunch of possibilities of things that people haven't really thought about before like camera input so I went and met with those guys and they sent me a job offer so that's why I went there yeah it's, uh, I remember uh, the old E3 promises like it's like running Toy Story in real time and you can jack into the Matrix <laughs> motion engine yeah, yes, motion engine yes uh, Alright, uh, what's your PSN name again? <laughs> the Googly Smoog. Um, Googly Smoog, yes. Pretty much, you got to play a lot of the classic games growing up. What was your favorite classic video game when you were back, when you were a kid, back when you were playing in your parents' store? 
Man, you gotta let me think for a minute. My, my favorite arcade game, before that, I'll go with arcade game, is uh, Wizards of War. I don't know if you know that. W-O-R. So it's a two-player game, and you can stand back-to-back, and it's like a maze game, and you can shoot. Uh, or, uh, uh, let's see, another game. Too many good ones. I know. You can just throw out one name. Like, I already mentioned Infocom. I played all the text adventure games, so I was real out about the kind of creativity side. But also... I've said this before in interviews, but one of the things, like, when I worked at the store, in our store, you get a new game that's exciting, but when a new piece of hardware would arrive, you're like, everyone wanted to see, what can that do now? Like, so, like, the ColecoVision sports controller that went at a rod, and the Vectrex 3D glasses, and, like, it's not exactly, like, that it's a game, but it's a new experience that enables, and want to try all the games that would change. So, for me, actually, the hardware side was always a big deal. All right, next up is uh, Peacemain. That's it, right? Yeah. All right, so Peacemain here, and I am wondering if there's a piece of hardware or software that you dream about creating yourself or working on. Is, is there a one day where you're like, wow, I would, I would really love to be the guy to, 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 to make this, or do you have some sort of plan in your mind that's like, this could be really big in the future? Actually, I mean, you guys probably know I've, I've worked on a lot of stuff already that is what I wanted to work on. So the iToy, wanted to bring this kind of more full-body experience into the gaming. I really believe that separating the mind and the body isn't the best thing for all applications. So I really like it when you connect the mind and the body together. Not all applications need to be like that, but some things need to be like that. I've gotten to work on it kind of exactly what I want, so I, it's not really fair to say because I'm making the thing I want to make right now. So you're living the dream. Yeah, I, <laughs> it is like that. But I really like lots of different technology. We looked at lots of things before we made PlayStation Move. The 3D cameras are amazing technology. They just didn't provide all the experiences we hoped they would. So, I mean, they still add some things to the equation, so that, that's not... Are you going to be along for the ride? Well... I'm glad. I'm glad it's all just getting better and better. All the different ways. It's you know. I, I don't. I don't have just like this is the only answer. It's not. That's not my way. I, every, every every advancement's a good advancement in my opinion. Oh, we're back to me. I never right. say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, just like back to that. Uh, you're talking about a stick raffle a little bit before, and uh, I remember that. Uh, you know, we're talking about how you had the ball on the stick, and you did like. You uh, like uh, track the like activate it, activate the object, twirl your fingers over it, and then like like do a shape with it, and then like you would always cast like you would always like even last year on the E3 you would talk about the fire spell, and uh, yeah, and uh, I was wondering like uh, do you have like a like a, a fondness for like I don't know uh, like the fantasy sort of thing like the, that I always like drew you back to implementing implementing that like casting spells and that sort of thing. Well, I, Real I, quick. I grew up playing I grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons as a kid, and you know being my best friend. Me and my best friend play Dungeons and Dragons all the time. So the fireball spell is the, the, the classic spell. So basically any RPG is like, like how good is the fireball spell is always one of the kind of metrics. So kind of twiddling your fingers over the magic wand and then actually flicking to cast the fireball spell is an extremely gratifying experience. You know, and We did that a long time ago, but we had to have the right lighting and stuff with iToy. So it never got really productized. I'm really looking forward to seeing 
some game in the future doing something like this with the PlayStation Move. Maybe like the, the Harry Potter game. Like you switch and flick for Ryan Guardian Leviosa. <laughs> and because I'm the host, oh, just a bonus thing. Like when you hear when you, you saw in the video, like he, when he does that, and you hear someone a voice say fire and stuff. <laughs> Was that your voice? All those were my voices, I must admit. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> no, no, I had a reverb though. We added reverb to it, so oh, it's like yeah, yeah. fire. <laughs> All right, uh, next is go back. All right, never mind. It's uh, it's peace, man. Let's uh, let's uh, go along with the D and D. You'd think the crowd, the D and D crowd, the current crowd, or even uh, the former crowd would be interested in a game with with those sort of properties. Like, do you think you could pull in the D and D crowd with the move or the future of motion like this? Even though it's all about you know rolling the D twenty and uh, mapping it out like that. I mean, I think that a lot of uh, Dungeons & Dragons is getting into character and playing a character. And, and again, I, I said this before, just a minute ago, con- disconnecting the body and the mind, I don't think that's the right answer for everything. So that, that feeling of actually just a little bit of extra motion when you actually do some of these things is such a, a gratifying, I call it somatic gratification. Uh, I think other people have used that term before, but... Same thing when, like, when you play rock band drums. That, that feeling of doing it, actually, even if it's like amplified way beyond what you did. I mean, I flick my wrist and all of a sudden a fireball blows up the whole world. That that feeling is like, I felt more like I did it. A button press, you know, that's that's okay sometimes, but that feeling of actually connecting to my motion to that a little bit, I think a lot of the D&D community would really like that feeling, actually. <laughs> you guys have any questions? No, no, no. Alright, guys. So it's interesting you talk about like button press because one of the, you know, you heard of Heavy Rain. Have you played uh, Heavy played Rain real quick? I have not played Heavy Rain yet, but I've been told by a lot of people that I need to play Heavy Rain. So Yeah, just, story, just like story aside, like even just the mechanics, even. Like, you know, you talk about how like maybe my button press is kind of dis- disconnected, but let's go uh, real quick then. I, actually, what I've heard from your community more is that Heavy Rain needs to take into account PlayStation Move. Yeah, yeah, that is also true. Like, uh, let's go back to the, like I mentioned, like, in Heavy Rain, like, you do, have, you do like, motions with analog stick, and, uh, like, certain, like, you press a button, like, you know, you talk about how, like, it feels kind of disconnected when you do, like, a grand action, but it's just, like, Heavy Rain is a, a game centered in, you know, in our reality. Nothing supernatural about it. And, um, yeah. It is like that. <laughs> yeah, I really suck at the interviews, I'm sorry. Yeah. I still got to answer, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you play games often with your kids? I play a lot of games. Now, nowadays, my kids are old enough, they play games with each other. With each other, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so they don't really need me necessarily to play with them. Sometimes I play, especially with my younger son, but my old son plays mostly online. And uh, my middle son's more into story-based games, so he's it's more single-player games. But, yeah, my, my younger son is still playing a lot of it. I mean, his, game, his favorite game probably is Little Big Planet, so pretty good two-player game. Sony game, yeah. Uh, do you, uh, just curious, do you have a Wii and, like, some Wii games? I do have a Wii, and uh, we have some Wii games. Yeah, not too many, but a few. Yeah, it's, it's I, think the, I think the Wii did a good thing. They, they showed there was a market for a new space, and I think that was a good thing. Uh, I don't think that would have been exactly the right thing for us to do as a console, but I think what we're doing now is the right thing for us to do. So, for the Wii in particular, like the 
thing that my kids played the most was Super Smash Brothers, actually. So, brawl, brawl. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people just like just grab into that game. One too, the, uh, the, 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 the melee. Melee, yeah. So they, they like they like those games probably the best, and they like sports pretty much. So, but most of the other games they don't play. So. Uh, online? Online. 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 Yeah. Online. Oh my bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, asking that proper. Uh, how do you feel about online? Like a, like you know, just a, a straight up streaming uh, gaming device service. I think the technical challenges of that are extremely hard, and especially as it scales and it gets big, it gets very expensive. And I, I think. The, I don't like latency. Uh, there's a lot of things that, to me, if it can all be overcome technologically, I, I'll be impressed, I guess. I don't have anything against it in particular, but... So not to start a flame war between you and Atal, yeah. but, uh, like, you, uh, like, you know, you, uh, I guess basically, like, you want, uh, you want the player, while they're playing the game, to have, like, feel very, uh, personal, like, very personal feedback, like, through, uh, through what they uh, do in the game, like with the with move, with the with the controller, right? Like you know, because everyone talks about everyone, you know, like you always like you repeat it a lot. Like it's like it's important to have something in your hand for feedback. Yeah. So I, we did we did some demonstrations a long time ago with with the 3D camera, and the 3D camera does give you some more robust tracking of your body, like we did with iToy, but a little bit more robust. And we had uh, some things you can see on the web where we cast like magic spells using the 3D camera. That same demo we were talking about before, where we were using a colored ball could do it with just your hand and I found when we were trying it out like you could do it with just your hand and then we tried it with just a wand the 3d camera didn't need the wand in your hand but it still felt better to have it in your hand actually so that was kind of one of the breakthrough moments where we realized actually sometimes it feels better to be holding something when you're doing this kind of stuff so, so the things you can do without that in your hand are limited to a certain set of things and it was a, a smaller set of things than what we wanted to enable with what we're doing now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Well, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> wasn't flame worthy. No, flame war worthy. No, I'm not going to start flame war. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't have anything against what they're doing. I mean, People are going to say that's like lightweight or whatever, but uh, uh, internet. Uh, you're firmly in the technical side, right? You're not. You're not in the game develop. You know. You don't. Uh, you don't have. You don't directly. Uh, I mean, people would say that you directly influence the game, like the game development side, because of the technology that you build. But uh, you don't actually actively reach out to developers, right? Well, actually, we, when we design new hardware and, and, and things like that, we work very closely with game developers to ask what they want and what we need to put into our libraries and our hardware. So it, it is a lot of dialogue back and forth with the game developers. We know a lot of them very well. Yeah, uh, but uh, sorry, I guess I should have articulated myself better. That uh, you don't actually actively like reach out to them with a game idea, right? No, actually, sometimes when we make some of our tech demos, we put things in there like we need to make a game like this. <laughs> so We're like it'd be nice to have a game yeah. like this. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, and the better we make it, the more likely it is to be turned into a game. So we sometimes try hard. And it would like have like a sort of uh, feedback loop where it's like it would be a killer app that would sell the sell like the technology that you're building as well. If you want to look at it that way. Um, would there be like one developer that you want to like specifically like uh, like specifically like, uh, like get in touch with and like you know just have like a like a serious like maybe like a like a couple weeks or a month like you know just go back and forth on like like a game like you know sort of like it's about game ideas like with the with like pro like you know with now we got moves so yeah 
So actually, I, I have pretty good access to the game developers, so I can talk to them a lot about these kind of things. And I've had a lot of good discussions with some of our internal teams and a few third-party teams too. I think I think uh, one, my my favorite community I worked with is really the people, when we did iToy, I went over to London and spent three months in a game team, so really tra transferring the tech over to them for their for iToy play, so they're still the ones I'm closest to because I know them so well, but you know, there's a lot of great developers I've gotten to talk to. Oh, I just remember something, like, speaking of, like, demos, I remember, like, E306, they had this uh, thing called Identify, I guess it was sort of like, uh, say, like, Alias or whatever, like a spy through a thing with two people. And you were there, and you were like, I don't know how you're influencing it, like voice. interacting with the character through voice. Yeah, uh, was that from uh, like, a, like a sort of a concept that was shot around on, but from your end? No, that one was from uh, the Sony J Sony Japan Studios. So and you kind of sort of know, could sort of know from like the character designs. Yeah, yeah, it was very uh, anime girl like. So, oh uh, well, yeah, how about that? Like voice analogy. Like you heard of like, uh, I, don't, I don't think that's what Natal is based on, but like. Remember last year the infamous Milo thing that Peter Molithu, uh wheeled out for Milo for Natal. Uh, what do you think about a voice control? Have you tried that technology at all? We've done a lot in our R&D labs in uh, Sony Computer Entertainment with voice input. So some of the, the voice stuff in SOCOM comes from our group now, and uh, it's, it's a very challenging problem. It's, it's try to do that kind of conversational voice input. You really have to have like the whole artificial intelligence problem solved, which is also a very big problem. So I think doing command-based voice input, that's pretty much doable. But to have a, a full dialogue with a virtual character, that's, that's very challenging. And making that seem like it's really realistic, I'm not sure that's really solved yet. Well, I'm going to have to see, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to say, like, move to hex 44, check, instead of... Hey, I, uh, yeah, I sort of saw, like, yeah, yeah, how are you today? Uh, I saw your mom and dad were arguing back there, and you haven't eaten your pizza, and... <laughs> well, I mean, there's lots of tricks you can play. There's lots of well-known tricks, like the whole Eliza uh, thing with, uh, where it just repeats back things you say as questions. Millions of people. <laughs> yeah, that was a... So that's not really the thing that I think is artificial intelligence, but... Yeah, I think that you can probably make interesting kind of toys that way. I really, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with that. I mean, Microsoft has lots of smart people, so they'll probably do something interesting. So we're seeing a lot of the games that you know use like one, two, uh, two move controllers tops. I just had this uh, wacky, wacky tastic idea of uh, a martial arts uh, Wuja epic game where you have four and you strap two to your legs. Is that possible? <laughs> Yeah, I've actually been asked that before, and I, there's there's no real restriction from strapping four to yourself. It's not really designed to fit onto under parts of your body. It's designed to be held, but it tracks four. It doesn't matter where they are, really, as long as they're on camera, it'll track them. So maybe PlayStation Move brand shoes. <laughs> It'll be kind of hard to do like the shadowless kick, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're likely to see that soon. That's also probably why. Uh, that's probably probably a probably good case for why we're not having a, you know, we're probably having like control and buttons on the, on the controller instead of a, you know, full body like motion tracking. Even if it was assisted by move, it wouldn't be like very, uh, very desirable for the player. Even I think. Yeah, if you did, if you just had them strapped all to your body, you wouldn't have any way to do anything other than just move your body. You wouldn't have any way to send commands and do things. 
I really feel like I mean, I, more and more the, when we're doing these experiences, having that like analog T button as an extra dimension to give analog input and all the other digital buttons that we have, that just is it's the right answer for so many things. I also, we were talking to uh, before like a what's his full name? Uh, Anton Mikhailov. Anton yeah, Mikhailov spells that wrong. M I K H A I L O V. I actually had a friend named Mikhail, so I nailed that down real quick. <laughs> So uh, like he mentioned before, like a uh, same uh, basic, uh, I guess like same uh, core like techno uh, technology idea for like the how the camera tracks like the the move bulbs is sort of like same as uh, motion capture, uh, body like you know motion capture of the body like for actors like uh, you know for like for example like Uncharted 2 they had like body suits with the, the little bulbs on them and the camera would capture that data the motion data. Yeah, yeah, it's really related. They they use uh, retroreflective spheres, so they send they like pulse a, a bright infrared light, and they see the sphere kind of flash from that. We of course use visible light, and the difference usually is they use multiple cameras from different angles, so they can triangulate where you are. We only have the one camera, so we have to actually from the size of the sphere estimate and. To do that, you have to be much, much more precise in your estimation. So we have to get like on the order of tenth of a pixel kind of accuracy in the radius, and that's very challenging. And Anton actually did all that work, so that's it's a really big step. Before that, we were a much lower res depth, and to really fit that uh, edge to that so well, he really kind of changed how good we could be. I just remember, like you said, like a uh, tenth of a pixel. Like I remember. Uh... Thirty-eight demo. You said that they were tracking him at a sub-millimeter accuracy, or something like that. Uh, how, compare that with like uh, an old technology. See it like uh, maybe like a like a recent one that you know that's not that's full widespread. Can you uh, give us like a, a scope, like you know, see how advanced or like uh, you know that move is? Well, I mean, there hasn't really been anything in free space that tracks that kind of such a high resolution like that. So, I mean, our, our, the best thing that highlights it. it it's not so exciting to gamers, but the, the drawing demo, to draw at a really fine level, is, is, requires really good precision. And, and the, I don't know what else that we can really compare it to that exists out there now, but uh, the position, that position tracking isn't really something that you see in the mainstream. There, there are things in the professional market that do stuff like that. They're really, really expensive. So the, 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 the XY tracking of our camera is so good. It's, I mean, actually, we did some, we did some tests, and we're on the order of a hundredth of a pixel. So, you can, if you do the math out, it just works out to be such a fine, fine amount of motion that it can detect. I can't. You just have to try it before you will get the feeling of that. You know, there's no other way to explain it. The tech starts to get really complicated when. When you talk about it. I got this joke line coming up. Uh, your subpixel tracking is so awesome. How awesome is the subpixel tracking? See, <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> uh, that's like a game uh, geek uh, joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone walk around with the Kratos mask is great. Well, I'm gonna go get some more. I gotta. I should mingle more. All right. Thank you very much for your time, Mr. Archer Marks. Yeah. Thanks. I um I have aspirations to work in the game development yeah. stuff. Right. So. <laughs> Maybe I'll uh, see you one day. Yeah, have definitely. Have willing. Yeah. Nice. All right, see you around. Thank you for this. No problem. No problem. I'm here. I made sure to get your name right. You're Anton Mikhailov. Are you? Are you? Uh, it's a Russian name. Yeah. Are you? Uh, no, 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 that's not what I meant. Uh, are you? Uh, do you are you a doctor, Anton? Uh, Anton Mikhailov? I am not a doctor. Uh, no. <laughs>
Rick is a doctor. Uh, I, I finished um, uh, a bachelor's degree at Berkeley. So I'm not a doctor, but maybe come back. <laughs> All right, uh, well, I you know, asked him like obligatory like origin story sort of thing. Uh, how'd you get into the uh, entertainment industry, like, you know, for digital entertainment, and how'd you end up working at Sony? Did you start at Sony? Uh, I, I worked at several other companies before, but Sony was my first job out of college. So actually, um, my graphics professor, um, he was friends with some of the guys at the Sony R&D group, and I, uh, I went there as an intern. So I worked there as an intern on the sketch, sketch and play technology. I don't know if you've seen it, but on the PlayStation Eye, you can draw pictures and they become like they come to life, and you can play with them and stuff. So that was my first project. So I started doing camera work, and then I, you know, Rick and I started doing research with the motion controller, and we got more and more people on the team. Uh, yeah, speaking of uh, you know drawing and, and you know coming becoming like a 3D object in the in the 3D uh, game space, right? Sort of the same stuff in iPad, right? Yeah, an iPad, um, like you've seen with the AR marker, that's a similar technology. Um, the PlayStation Move is really kind of a, you know, a broader device because <clears throat> we use the, the light sphere so we can uh, track in low light conditions, low light conditions, whatever. And yeah, you get the same 3D position and orientation coming out of the Move. Uh, I'm hard pressed. I'm not a very good interviewer, so I can't think of questions on the fly. If I had them like, on a piece of paper, it would help out better. That's so cool. you'll forgive me for my <laughs> pauses. Uh, let's do a, a random chat. Like you. Uh, did you, uh, did you happen to play Uncharted 2 last year? <laughs> that, that what? Did you play Uncharted 2 last year? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no, I didn't. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I played, so, I played Demon's Souls, though. Oh, Demon's Souls. I played Souls. a hell of a lot of Street Fighter 4. Oh, uh, you know what? People talk about PlayStation Move. They want to see a Demon's Souls version. Uh, um, I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> like having a... Yeah, basically, like you have that... Uh, what's that uh, game over there? Uh, the Sports Champion or something yeah. like that? And they have like you know the whole gladiator thing. We got a sword and shield. Yep. I guess people sort of want to have that you know we raise your shield and or like do archery like all in Demon Souls. But people are like, oh Demon Souls 2 must have PlayStation Move. You have to talk to From Software. And you know it is the first party uh, developed in Japan. It is first party, you know. And even Sony themselves admit it. So maybe Demon Souls 2. Sony would be like, hey, we're doing this. Everybody in Move. I'd love it. <laughs> yeah. That was just a lot. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, more questions for you and more, less talking about me. Sure. Uh, so, uh, what, yeah. are, what are your favorite game genres? Uh, what, what are your favorite game genres? But yeah, I mean, if you tell me uh, what your favorite genre is, maybe I can give you some ideas about how the move might be using it. Well, uh, it's changed uh, since PS3 came out. Uh, since uh, not, not since PS3 came out, but since I've had a PS3. Like, and also, I guess, like, how it changes a person. Like, uh, Less uh, turn-based RPG, more like an Uncharted action sort of game, uh, or like a puzzle game. Sports? How about that? Not not sports. Geez, we, the most the closest thing to sports is Wii Sports, and you got that with sports games. So, uh, puzzle games are actually interesting. Like not many people master puzzle games, but you know, um, hey, uh, press circle on the on the controller. Yeah, he is helping someone package. with the demo. You go. gotta you gotta help some people out. I think you gotta press it again because like your hat might have gotten in the way. There you go. But um, the thing is, people uh, people don't mention puzzle because you know it's kind of like a weird genre. But and a lot of times people associate the PlayStation Move with uh, kind of movement games. You know, you have like sports, fighting games, sword fighting, whatever. But as you've seen in the multi-touch demos and like the the drawing demo and stuff, you know, we have a lot of precision in 3D space. So you know, you can think about solving puzzles in 3D space. So like that camcorder mode I showed you, where you can look around objects. You know, you might think about solving like one of those click a room puzzles where you're surveying a room and you're looking for clues and you're using this sort of 3D spatial device to look around and investigate the room. 
you might also do it for like action puzzle games where you're trying to quickly fit blocks into other areas or something like that. So I think there's a lot of abstract games you can also do that are not maybe motion related. They're more about, you know, kind of uh, using the position in a kind of abstract way, like Tetris, you know, like all that kind of, you know, not realistic gaming, basically, I guess what I mean. So, just throw that out there. Hey. Have you, uh, play, have you uh, played Heavy Rain? No. <laughs> but you, you may have heard around the grapevine that, uh, I mean, not around the grapevine, everyone's saying that they want to see, uh, you know, because uh, even David Cage himself said that uh, it was a game that was uh, it started off as a motion control thing, a motion control affair. Um, do you guys, uh, can you guys, like, talk to, like, developers and uh, talk to them about possible, like, I mean, they always want to make something new, you sort of get the sense, but uh, you ever, like, have them come to them with directly, like, game ideas, like, oh, we want to see this type of game, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, we, I mean, we talk to developers all the time, we like to give them ideas. I don't, I don't have any, you know, contacts in Heavy Rain or anything like that, so I can't give you any, like, info about when it's going to be there or it's, if it's going to be there or when or whatever. Like, the thing is, um... Alright, like, how about you personally? Like, do you ever have like the like those like 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 suddenly like you wake up in the middle of the night? This must be on the PlayStation Move for like game ideas. Do you ever play Die by the Sword? No, sadly. Is that like an Asian PC game? Um, I would love that game to come back, but you know, I don't know. What other games? Like the multi-touch demo? I I love that demo. Lots of other game ideas there. Sports Champions. Most of the games there are like holy crap. I'd rather I really want to play those. So. You know, there's so many genres that it spans, it's hard to say, oh my god, I have to have that. There's a lot of games I really want to have, so. Can you tell us about, like, your, uh, were you always, like, a gamer since you were a kid, that sort of thing, a gaming his your personal gaming history, basically? Yeah, I, I, um, I grew up in Russia, so we only had PCs there, really. So Tetris. I, Tetris. I'm pretty good at Tetris, stereotypically, and, um... <laughs> You know, actually, I know the guy who made Tetris. But my uh, one of my dad's friends actually invented Tetris, so like I met the guy and I talked to him. So anyway, um, Alexei Pachitnov, him, yeah, exactly. yeah, Alexei Pachitnov, yeah. Wait, that's how you pronounce it. That's how you pronounce it, yeah. Uh, say it slowly. Uh, Alexei Pachitnov. Your dad knows Alexei Pachitnov. Yeah, yeah. I, I talk, I've talked to him before. He's a family friend. My, I think Gav's gonna explode now. <laughs> Anton Mikhailov knows Alexei Pachitnov. Cool. Yeah, I'm sorry anyway. So I played a lot of PC games. Um, Prince of Persia, big favorite of mine. Um, Die by the Sword, a bunch of games ported to the PC. I, I freaking love StarCraft, Street Fighter 4, Demon's Souls, all those games. A lot of great games, Fallout, I really like RPGs. So, you know, those are I kind of go for the more hardcore games myself, games that have a lot of gaming depth. My story is nice, but I'm more into gameplay mechanics. But so I like games that are hard, like Demon Souls. Like Demon Souls. That's why I like the move because you know every time I work on the move and I always test it and I'm like, look, is this gonna, is this gonna be able to enable me a new hard game I can play? And with the move, I can honestly say, hell yes, it can. So I'm excited <laughs> about that. Hear rumors of you know they're, the Blizzard's uh, bringing StarCraft 2 or Diablo 3 to some console. Do you, do you maybe like you heard like the behind the great you know behind the grapevine like maybe the move is making him lean towards PS3. <laughs> I uh, made that like comment at GDC saying that we hooked StarCraft up to the move. Um, what happened was is that we uh, we we ran the PS3 was still running the move, but we, what we did is that uh, we hooked up the the PS3 through a network cable to a PC and we emulated a mouse. So 
what happened was is that you know since you have the mouse on PC, we could play. I played StarCraft with it, and a bunch of people are like, "Oh, holy crap! Like StarCraft playable with the move, blah blah blah." Well, not really. Like we had it playing basically. Star the PC playing StarCraft and the move we're doing the tracking or whatever. So I don't know. Is uh, the long the, that was a long story, but the answer is I I haven't heard those rumors. But like I said, you know, for a strategy game, the most important thing is you need a good mouse pointer. And it needs to be stable, precise, accurate, responsive. And we have that with the move. So, you know, I think a lot of strategy games can actually be happening on PS3 now. Oh, uh, last thing. Uh, sure. I have aspirations to get into the game uh, development yeah. side. Uh, community uh, tips. Maybe talk about how, uh, I mean, you basically did mention how you got how you uh, got into this. But can you give me some, like, tips maybe? Yeah, I think the biggest tip that's worked for me by far is always have personal projects you can show to people. Uh, you're a programmer or a designer or artist. Like I'm just, I'm just, I just started learning C++. Okay, so I don't. For me, like I really like programming, so I would always have personal projects on the side. Like I would write little games and little game mechanics. I'd write like engines or whatever. And when you have that and you show it to people, they can see that you know you're dedicated and you you can kind of you can complete something and you have a lot of code that you can show to people. So that I think counts for a lot more than somebody who comes in and just says this is my resume and I haven't really done anything with it. You know, I went through the standard school education, but I didn't actually, like I think, I think a lot of companies like people that experiment and like try to do things on their own. So my biggest piece of advice would just to be like, think of a cool game mechanic, be like, wow, it'd be really nice, and then just try to code that up, see where that takes you, and then next time you go to an interview, bring your laptop and show people like, hey, you know, here's the kind of work that I like to do. And you know, even if it's not related, people can see that you're, you're passionate about it, and passionate passion is like, I think the most important thing. And uh, it's the gamer uh, gamer geek joke. I did this with, uh, with Dr. Richard Marks before. Yeah. Your subpixel tracking is so awesome. How awesome is your subpixel tracking? Subpixel. <laughs> thank, you. thank you for that. <laughs> you get a nice twist on it. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, uh, Anton Makulov. Thank you very much. All right. I'm going to get back because I think they're going to get mad at me for right. doing interviews too long. Mm. I'm here with uh, Jeff Rubenstein for PlayStation Blog. Uh, what's your specific uh, title? Uh, Social Media Manager at uh, CEA. So you're the one who uh, pulled this event together to get us get in New York. That is correct. Any, anywhere we go, I try to throw an event where um, we can have community in here, and you know we're real confident in the tech behind PlayStation Moves, and we could show confidence by more than letting you get to play it in unfettered access. Uh, I want to say thanks, like you know, because to my recollection, there hasn't been a Sony PlayStation-specific event in New York. So yeah, that is true. Um, I, I think that there's been launch events around PS3 and stuff like that, but this is the first uh, PlayStation 3 uh, or PlayStation community event, at least since I've been here in the last uh, two and a half years. So it's the first one. We had a great turnout. Um, if we do a bigger venue, we'd want to see more people. So let's see what New York has to offer. Uh, uh, I guess you know, because this um, event's about the PlayStation Move. Uh, do you have any like personal like wish list? Like what kind of what game series or game uh, game like IP you want on uh, on the Move? Well, you know, I've already seen a lot, and I've got a little bit of insight into you know the type of things that are going to be coming out. So, I, you know, I think when you see games that really take full advantage of. Um, the augmented reality, that's the stuff I like to see is where when you are holding the controller and it, the controller turns into something else, like it turns into a sword or it turns into um, a fan, for instance, in Move Party where you're blowing the little chickens around and things like that. That's the things that I think can't be done anywhere else and that are the most interesting to me. And so uh, a lot of the games are starting to take, take advantage of that. We're still months out, 
and I think you're going to see some really, uh, really interesting stuff and really, uh, you know, impressive things when when it comes out uh, this fall. Yeah, I'm not with press, so you know, I'm just like I'm just a guy in the internet space who just wants to make a podcast to listen to. Um, but I, you know, as I look around message boards, NeoGaf, do you do you, uh, do you at least like lurk on NeoGaf? Do you have an account there? Just yeah, curious? yeah, I do have an account, and I'm a bit of a lurker. Something we want to um, up this year, and you're going to see. We just hired someone named Sid Schumann. He used to be a senior editor at GamePro. Um, really active on Twitter. If you've noticed, our Twitter account's been super active in the last month. It's because of him. Um, we're so busy, me and Chris, running the blog, running events like this, and doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you know people don't really get to see. That we don't get to spend as much time actively engaged the community on their turf and that's a real emphasis for us in 2010 is not just interacting on the blog or interacting on our Facebook or Twitter page but interacting in places like NeoGAF or in the comments area uh, you know Kotaku or Joystick or Platform Nation or, or really the sites where people are having conversations outside of our venue so you're going to see a lot of that in the next year. And not to bring the, the discussion of the competition so quickly, but you know, uh, like last year, like straight out of E3, like Microsoft kept going to went to other shows, like and started talking about Natal, like went to Jimmy Fallon, that sort of thing, uh, and. People were wondering like, why you didn't have like a, an event for you know what is now known as PlayStation Move, you know, last year. And now, like you know, as we're going into fall, like you know, with the device and everything, like this is a this is like a cool thing because you got everyone like trying it out and everyone's really loving the technology. As far as I know, you know, Natal has not been put into the hands. Well, not that there's anything to hold on to. Uh, of gamers like yourself and so that's what we do we're confident in the tech and it's like you know what we're not just going to talk we're not going to show it off only in a in a canned environment where everything's perfect we're going to let you hold on to the controller months and months before it's even coming out and you know we want to hear what you think and we want to show you what we're capable of and, and we're pretty impressed with the tech and, and we think uh, the people who have come out here tonight and are going to be at PAX are as well. And like the, like you know, the, the, I guess the point I was trying to get to, uh, no, no, I don't mean any offense there. Uh, it was like, uh, people were, uh, like they were, they were going onto those mainstream, like you know, the shows and like the outlets to get it known, uh, to let it be known and uh, let it be known that it all exists, basically. And the uh, PlayStation Move, like this is a great event, like you know, we all, we both agree here, right? It's an awesome event. Like, hey, I'm here, so like, I, I really love it. But like this is a, this is much more low key than. Uh, because, you know, basically it was just a blog post. Did you, like, watch, did you watch the uh, GDC at all? Um, oh, what, I did, yeah. So what was, GD, what was the big news of GDC? Ask the question for me. What was the big, what was the big news at GDC? Like the move, like, you know. It was, it was PlayStation move. move. I can't think of anything else that really made any sort of ripples. That was our big unveiling of PlayStation Move. And from here until it comes out, you're going to see quite a bit of it, what it's capable of. The, you know, the, the one-to-one uh, movement and the technology behind it is really impressive. Um, I mean, you've seen the augmented reality and, and you know, the type of stuff that, you know, particularly I like, and uh, you've gotten to go hands-on with it, and that's what we're going to be doing. So, like, maybe, like, as the as we draw closer to the release date, you'll be heading out to more of those, uh, like, the the, 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 can, like the, the well-known media outlets and... Well, I mean, that's, that's some of the stuff, that's one of the reasons we're here in New York. Um, you know, we had a lot of major media outlets coming out here to go hands-on with... Uh, I couldn't tell what they are in the crowd. Move. Yeah, uh, well, a lot of them were here uh, earlier in the day, and then also, anytime we have an event where it's like some sort of media event, I'm like, you know what? If we can, let's bring in the consumers as well. We want to know what you think. You're going to be the people that are playing this. You're going to be people that are spending your hard-earned money, hard-earned money 
on our games or on our accessories or you know on this platform here. And so we want to know what you think, and we want you to get the chance. And that's why we're here today. All right. I guess uh, last thing. Uh, do you, uh, you, uh, you're the. Uh, did you have any? Uh, uh, just real quick, because I just, I'm just a guy who wants to get into the game industry. Sure, yeah. uh, do you have any advice for me on the development side or like you know, just in general? Well, on the development side, I, what I would say is education is really important. Um, and something that is told to me is because I'm not a game developer, um, but I get asked this question a lot and talking with them. It's you know, make games. Actually, you know, it, no one expects that you're going to make God of War in your in your garage, but. A lot of the people that get into the industry, they've made their own games. They, you know, they programmed them, whether it was a Flash game or something like that. And developers can tell just in those rudimentary sort of programs that there's some talent there. So if you're a coder, if you're an artist, whatever it is that you're good at, I would say find that specialty, speciality first. But then actually make some games and essentially have your own resume. And if you go to interview for a job and you can say, even before you show up at that interview and you are submitting a resume, hey, you want to see the games I've made? Click here and try those out. That that's going to be a really good foot in the door. Hey, thank you very much, Jeff Sternstein, for your uh, for your you know, taking your taking some time out. You know, you don't have much time left. But thank you very much for talking with me. Hey, a pleasure to do it. Maybe I'll see you again one day on the other side. All right. Well, hey, good luck to you. Yep. Thank you. Thanks.